Hello and welcome to Publish Me, monthly broadcast from the AS21 Podcast Network. I'm your host, Keith F. Shevlin, publisher and chief creative of AS21, and joining me as always is... Hello everyone, this is Paul Dickinson Russell, the author of The Will of the Magi. I hope everyone is doing well as everyone on the East Coast gets slammed by this random hurricane that's not hitting us. <laughs> yes. Yes. So this is the September 2016 edition of the Publish Me podcast. If this is your first time joining us each month, I check in with Paul as he works on the writing process of his fantasy epic, The Will of the Magi. We'll be getting to him in a second, but uh talk more about this is chapter 18. And today we have a guest who will be talking with poet and Ace 21 creative Michael B. Judkins about his experience doing a virtual book tour. But first, before we get into that, it's time for the update. Paul, do you have any good news for me? I've been working on the book, but... (laughs) 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 I am very, very close. I had a small issue arise in the final chapter, which I'm also writing simultaneously with the epilogue. Okay. So I'm writing these two things at the same time because, you know, I just, they're both very different things. I'm writing, I'm writing both of them. But I, there was, uh, some things that weren't matching up as I was writing them, which slowed down the process. Okay. I, I started writing the epilogue because, you know, that I was, I just couldn't get that one little point on the final chapter. And I was like, all right, let me just quickly write this epilogue. I would get, you know, halfway through the epilogue, went back to that one title, was like, oh no, these aren't mixing up because I work on a Mac and I can't have two Word documents open at the same time, apparently. And you can't? Consult them both. I do it all the time. Uh, I, I have them both open, but when I start typing in one, because I have very, very, you know, sensitive keyboard, all of a sudden I'll open up the other one hmm. and the sentence I was typing will miraculously appear in the middle of a paragraph in the other one. That is odd. That's well that's that's your word for you. I wouldn't blame the Mac for that. Yeah, uh, I'm you know, I'll blame Mac. I'm gonna blame the Mac, I'm gonna blame Microsoft Word. No, the only person I'm not blaming is me. When in doubt, always blame Microsoft. This is true. <laughs> this is very true. Okay. Well alright, I'm gonna give you a very simple, easy to remember phrase that'll help you with finishing your book. I think I know it. You may want to write it down. I'm going to spell it out for you, okay? Get it done. No. No. This is a very specific phrase. You All may right. want to write it down, okay? Get down. T-H-E space E-N-D. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Very wonderful phrase. Yeah. If you want to be French about it, F-I-N. <laughs> it's even better. Does anyone know the German? Because I like the German. Uh, I'm thinking it's like Gestalt or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to work on the German. Yeah. E and... Alright. I'm not going to blame you. Because Much. writing an ending is the hardest thing. Because you want the story to end in the proper way. I mean, that's what we talked about last month with storyline resolution. Right. You've got to make sure your story ends in a fulfilling way. In a positive way. Well... Not uh, not necessarily positive way because Empire Strikes Back works perfectly well without a positive ending, right? But uh, but in a way that the reader doesn't feel cheated, and that th- your characters don't feel cheated, right? Okay, so now, like I said, this is the chap- chapter eighteen, the September two thousand sixteen edition. So basically, now uh, since it's a guest episode, this is not in the month where we usually check in on Twitter and every other updates. Though is there, there is some positive progress on that. I do want to take a quick note to mention that some of the other podcasts in our network have been growing by leaps and bounds, and we're hoping that Publish Me can step up as well. One thing that we're doing now is our weekly podcast. Literally this week is now doing sponsorship through the Work for Hire site Fiverr. If you go on there, we have a gig set up for for $5. You can get your 30 to 45 second ad put in as part of the weekly literally this week. Currently, we usually run an ad for one of the AS21 titles. But since it's, you know, a week 
day by day in the news, we're going to try to fit ads in between some of the other news ones. Obviously, we're not going to have seven ads in each episode, but two or three make it more comfortable. And of course, any money brought in goes to help cover the cost of producing both literally this week and also this podcast published me as well as the other series in the AS21 podcast network. And of course, we're hoping to have, we have a couple more possible series in discussion right now and hopefully we'll have more news on that soon uh and of course i do want to bring up quickly now that it is september submissions have now closed for this year's as21 annual if you have not gotten your submission in sorry it's too late you're out of luck we have a ton of great poetry coming in we have some great short stories and we have some new interesting things we're able to do since it is an electronic format this year so we're looking forward to getting our editors to look over it then our review board to decide the final contributor slate and we'll be announcing all of that later in the month so keep on the lookout we usually do the announcements through the weekly email from as21 and of course if you're already a subscriber to the as21 weekly email you get a current special right now our previous guest on this episode on this podcast back in July Bianca Palmazano has a new poetry collection coming out and in anticipation of it she has made her first collection the empty spaces available for free on the AS21 market all you need is the code that went out to AS21 email subscribers so sign up for the email now you have until October 11th when her new book will this be on the final comes out and you'll be able to get the empty spaces for free otherwise it's 4.99 for the electronic $8 in print this episode is sponsored by hi guys my name is Michael B Judkins the interlude to sentiment to me is very personal collection of poetry of 40 poems in two acts so act one is the heart of love people falling in and out of love seeking love um, wanting love the art of what you love to do the second act is welcome mercury rising it is that stand strong motivational side that creates the feeling of strength and determination don't allow circumstances to keep you from living a dream i stepped outside my own box doing this collection writing something universal i collectively combine these two acts to kind of give a sense of two sides of me as a writer from the book cover you know walking into the forest with the tunnel that's the interlude to sentimental me you're walking into the unknown i'm extremely excited about this collection interlude to sentimental me by michael b judkins is now available at the is 20 market amazon.com smashwords kobo barnes and noble and wherever ebooks are sold so now let's talk about Michael B. Judkins. Michael B. Judkins has been one of our standout creatives for AS21 over the past few months. He's signing with us, was it this past spring, right, Michael? I believe it was December, December 2015 to January 2016. We finalized everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll just read through his bio here. And yes, he's already on the air with us. So I'm going to <laughs> refer to him in the third person. Born in the Bronx, New York, along with his four brothers and sisters, Michael's childhood memories, although bittersweet, provided a rich foundation for him to draw upon later in life as an accomplished author. After spending years immersed in typical reactive adolescent behaviors, Michael began experimenting with other alternatives to developing new relationships and helping resolve social issues. As he took these first proactive steps, the germ of the idea of his first book, Introduction to Sentimental Me, was born. Michael now resides in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and welcomes all readers to feel free to contact him at judkids underscore Michael at yahoo.com to discuss your reaction to his work or learn more about upcoming releases. And of course, his book, Interlude to Sentimental Me, came out this spring and is now available as an ebook from the AS21 Market, Smashwords, Kobo, Google Play, iBooks, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Gangsy. And you can get it in print through CreateSpace on Amazon. And he was recently here in the D.C. area for a couple of events, uh, one in Leesburg, Virginia, and one in D.C. back at the beginning of August. And he'll, we'll be talking more about that. He'll be coming back in October. So, But the reason that he is on today is because Michael took part in a new opportunity for authors out there. It's the Virtual Book Tour. So... Uh, we're going to be getting more into discussing that, but first, welcome, Michael. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me, Keith and Paul, and, and publishing podcast for having me on tonight. Yeah, Thank no you. problem. Nice to have you. So, 
Michael, what brought you to the virtual book tour in the first place? Actually, you know, it was something I've been researching for about, actually since my first collection, but I didn't take the initiative to start it. I was just doing research on a couple of companies and, you know, the Google search and kind of figure out what does it entail to actually go forward with a virtual book tour. Um, when the interlude came out, I, I knew I had something special with this collection and I wanted to bring it to the masses as to kind of grow my audience. So I wanted to step outside of my norm readership right now and I wanted to kind of capture a whole different audience. So I contacted iRead Book Tour and they was fabulous with me, you know, and we kind of cultivated a book tour, a spotlight tour actually, which consisted of 18 uh, writers and poets, blog spots, uh, or bloggers, so to say. And the whole premise of, as far as the marketing campaign for it was just to hit up the social media aspect and, and kind of get more involved with social media and bloggers and get bloggers to understand my product and kind of put it out there into the web and kind of use their audience to kind of help promote the book. And thus far, you know, I can actually say, I can actually say the, the rewards or the benefit to that marketing campaign was actually really successful in my eyes because I was able to inquire double my Twitter fan base as well as my Facebook followers as well as have guest blogs, guest um, interviews and blog posts that I had to put to some of the bloggers that requested it on their website and it's it's there for as long, you know, archived on it. So I continuously have people reading, you know, my guest blog on certain subjects or either just checking out the book. So I think the campaign was a success um, in that aspect. And I'm actually probably about to go back on tour with them in the fall, winter sometime. We're playing another virtual book tour. Nice. Uh, I'm looking at your tour page on iReadBookTours.com. Mm -hmm. And I see, so from June 27th to July 8th, you went on, were, did a series of giveaways, guest posts, and author interviews. Yes. On a number of different literary blogs. Uh, so how was your experience doing this virtual book tour? My overall experience to me, it was exciting and scary at the same time. It was just because I never done a, a virtual blog tour. The best part about it was that I had the creativity and the freedom when the bloggers said certain questions to be answered. I had the creative freedom to select what questions I want to answer that are fit for their particular blog. And I had to just sit down and watch and write 500 word guest blog for about eight bloggers you know out of the um 18 stops that i did and prepare in like about 15 questions for each blogger so it it kind of allowed me to not so much focus when thinking about marketing not so much as focus on the product itself but focus on the actual conveying the message to the audience and what you want to get and that allowed me to kind of get expressive with my writing it kind of took me back to like if i'm writing an essay so to say in school um and it just allowed me to be creative. You know, it was like, I remember one guest blogger asked me, you know, what was my favorite? If I can live in one particular type of decade, what decade would that be? And my whole thing is that I will always, I always imagine myself being a 70s child. Even though I was born in late 70s, I always imagined that era would be an era that I wanted to be a teenager in. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, I used that example for my own personal experience and developed a great blog for that. As well as I remember one um, webs one blogger asked writers and authors asked me to write how can an author build the author's platform, and I you know I was able to talk about how I'm building my platform as far as with the social media and going where the readers are and, and really talking to them. You know I mean social media is great for certain aspects, but I think going to where your readers are when you when you start to put your titles out, and I had to fortunate pleasure of doing that and I got a market analysis on this book actually last week uh, to help me move it forward and it helped me kind of see what is my genre I'm hitting right now what is what is my fan base you know what is what is the genre I'm going towards and it just helped me experiment and kind of see where this collection and who are buying it you know like I, I mentioned to you Keith a couple of times like it's so amazing to me that this collection is taking a mind of its own because the print is moving so I'm just like, it's something, something must be going right. Maybe the giveaways, I don't know what it is, but 
I think the more exposure, I think it's, I think it's getting to me where I'm starting to notice in that the more I start to do more author interviews, more face to face interactions, starting to put a lot of the, the, the poems right now, I'm actually about to work with a playwright soon and we about to do a video kind of stage play production for me. So with the second part of the interlude and it's just, it's coming into his mind of his own way bigger than I imagined. But I see it in my head visually. But I think the blog talk helped me because it helped, it exposed me to different readership. I was able to meet different authors from different genres that we connected, you know, and kind of started talking um, via social media. So it, it exposed me to a different audience. And just for the giveaway alone, through those 18 stops, I think I, uh, 1,879 people signed up for the giveaway. Nice. So there was definitely an exposure. You know, that the blog tour definitely, you know, put for the interlude to sentiment to me. And I'm very grateful for I read books. And I, I definitely will partner up with them again to, okay. to do a, a virtual tour. Now, of course, the I read is just, um, I just did a simple Google search and I mm-hmm. found several different other opportunities out there. So I read, although you've had an excellent experience with them, there is also, mm-hmm. I found virtual book tour cafe. Yes. Whirlwind virtual book tours. Right. Pump up my book. Yeah. Pump up my book. Mm hmm. Or uh, Goddess Fish Promotions, mm-hmm. TLC Book Tours, yep. Tech Surgeons, and the H- Historical Fiction Virtual Book Tours. And that's just the front page right. of Google. So obviously there's a lot of good out there for authors to really experience. Because with the sort of the death of the widespread book chain with Borders gone and Barnes & Noble teetering on the edge of oblivion mm-hmm. and, book, and Books a Million absolutely disappearing into the ether... It's really hard to schedule book tours because you have to get you there isn't a chain that you can really reach out to anymore, and so you have to go one by one setting up with independent bookstores if you want to do in person touring. So the idea of a virtual book tour reaching a much larger audience even than even if you toured fifteen independent bookstores across say the mid Atlantic, you probably don't have as much outreach as you can do with the virtual book tour. Right. And, and I agree with you, Keith. And I think that the bottom line with that, and I want to make it uh, very clear from my experience to the read the listeners that's listening to it, when you do a virtual book tour with any of those fabulous companies, because I had the liberty of talking to at least three of them that you mentioned, pop up my book and my virtual cafe, um, just to name a few. But I read book tour worked for me because it was more personalized for me. So, and it, it focused on the genre of what I was going to. So when you're doing a virtual book tour, one of the things you have to look for is depending on what you're writing as an author and what you're putting out to market, you have to go to the book tour that specializes within that genre mm-hmm. because they have the, they have the bloggers that, that would focus on the readership that you want to, you know, target. So each, e- even though you, there's plenty of virtual bookstores. A lot of them don't cater to poetry or some of them don't cater to sci-fi. You know, you have to really select which one, which virtual bookstore works for your product that you're delivering to the masses and kind of, you know, work within that parameter. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you could cater the book tour to your desires. I mean, you did a, uh, a two-week tour and yes. they, they do shorter ones, they do longer ones. It's all what you're willing to put into it, right? Yeah, it's about what you're willing to put in. I did the spotlight tour and with that was actually 15 um, stops, but the Ivory Book Tours extended me to three extra ones. So it went to 18 block stops with the two giveaways at the end where you select the giveaways um, depending on two winners in which I did that and fulfilled that contract. And it, it just, it just moved me in the sense of what what they was able to do as far as the exposure of the book. And with that, they didn't just promote interlude. They also, promoted the introduction as well to my first collection nice so with both both that spotlight tour i was able to expose two of the collections i have on market right now so i mean for me they worked for me and i would definitely go back into doing another production with them okay well i know they've been successful and i saw it in person when we had you in town for your book tour at the beginning of august and in fact i don't know if you've heard this yet and you should be hearing from Adam, our creative adjacent soon, but in t- the email going out on Wednesday, September 7th, the same day this post, you are our AS21 bestseller for the month of August. Well, that's oh. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Based on the strong sales and your book events, and plus, 
uh, in, co in combination of you know, what you've reported to me on your own sales, you beat out all of our online sales for the month, but it was it was close. You you just edged out dating. Chinese <laughs> 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 book continues to just crush. So, <laughs> but congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I think I, like again, I think it was it's a collaborative effort, and you know, Keith, you and I talk, you know, and I always trying to say like, what can I do, you know, because. Not just as an author, I think as a growing entrepreneur, I think it's important to, to understand marketing as it's important to understand advertising, not just for your product and not just be a creative. So I think with that both being said, I really always wanted to know what can I make get better? You know, what can I do to uh, improve? So I, that's why all the conversations I always have with you is based on that. Right. <laughs> really, it's like, how can I improve it? What do I need to do? You know, like, just to go off topic a little bit, I just actually just switched, you know, I work as a professional therapist, mental health therapist, and I switched jobs with the, now I'm working with the East Strasburg School District as a school-based therapist, and it frees up, now I'm just working days, so I'm oh, nice. out two, three o'clock in the afternoon now following the school schedule, so it's like, it opens me up more to do a lot more stuff that I can do than working a second shift, three to eleven, and you're stuck doing nothing, but Thank you. I appreciate that for the support. No, no problem. No problem. Well, I mean, we always, I mean, we're, we're a small independent company, so we try to sh shout out all our, when we have the strong sales for a specific title, it may not be New York Times bestseller list worthy, right. but I mean, it's our bestseller, and that means a lot to us. Right. Because it shows right. that people are catching on to your, your collection. They're getting right. into your words. They're enjoying it. And, I mean, you've had positive reviews, you've had positive feedback, it's and it's getting, the word is getting out there. Right. And by us spotlighting your book for its strong sales this past month, it hopefully will help shine the light a little brighter. Right. And hopefully keep it rolling as we go into September and the oncoming months. And of, co of course, with all, I mean, AS21, we have a new title that came out yesterday and another one now on pre-order so we're constantly moving forward so any chance right. we could look continue to bolster our current catalog as well as build on it i see it as a rising tide lifts all boats deal if one of our titles does very well then everyone benefits right because right. we as a company benefit and what we can do to support our other authors is a right benefit. i agree I definitely agree with that. Um, one of the things why I started to professionally put my stuff out wasn't just for me. I had a mentor that told me it's great to put your material out, but it's also great to help somebody else understand their dream as well, too. So, you know, I'm all for everybody being believing in a story and putting a story out to the best of their knowledge. So sometimes it's not just generated by sales. But it's also just generated by that one person that reads your collection or your book or your novel and say that I totally get it. You know, that, that means you, you did your job. <laughs> All right. All right. Now is the point in the show where I remind everyone that Paul is still here as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the shadow in the back. <laughs> no, I mean, this, this tends to happen. I'm, I, I talk. <laughs> well, I, I'm, and I am, I am a very much of a person who can very easily just fade in the background and just let everyone else talk. I am quite able to do that because I do that for a living. <laughs> oh, it, doesn't, it does not work too well on an audio podcast. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't work at all for an audio podcast. But you know, oh well, I'm used to it. So but, yeah, yeah. I think I'm we need. I think we need to change your author photo to you just sitting pensively in a chair in the darkness. <laughs> well, I mean, like the way I have it right now with the light shining behind me, like I'm Christ, where also works really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I got the light bulb right behind my head right here. It's oh, great. Okay. So, Paul, before, now that I've covered a lot of a territory on this, <laughs> you, any questions for Michael? <laughs> so, in, with these audio, with these, you know, in, online book tours and all these things, yeah. you're filling out, you know, these quick blurbs, basically, mm -hmm. from what you said about these online blogs, right? Right. Because of that, have how have you had the experience of other blogs just randomly approach you for that? Yeah, I had um out of the eighteen bloggers that I went on this particular tour with, I had two actually that contacted me or DM'd or IM'd me. And um 
they just wrote a simple question, you know, send me a message saying like, hey, you know, I got great response from your cover art and your your guest blog. So with that being said, and again, this was my first rodeo. You know, this was my first rodeo. So, you know, this is something new to me as far as hitting up the bloggers. Just to have that acknowledgement from the bloggers because they're extremely busy. So a lot of times they even get them to speak to somebody, you know, like it's regardless of the, if it's not the coordinator of the tour. You know, it's just amazing in itself, too. But I did have two particular bloggers reach out to me and just say, you know, I had a couple of my, I guess, their couple of their audience or their their followers reach out to say, like, oh, wow, you know, who, who is this? You know, I right. want them some more. So I and and invited me if I do another book tour to, to, you know, to look to post on their blog as well, too. So, I mean, that to have that second invitation. Yeah, I think it was just to have that acknowledgement that they got a good response from, you know, just listening to the actor, listen to the backstory. So it was good. <laughs> I really like the fact that, you know, they again, you know, every I'm very I'm a very humble dude. So it's like I really like the fact that they even reached out, you know, and, and just sent the message. You know, and it wasn't and these are bloggers that didn't request actually a physical copy of the book. It just went straight off of like a young girl cries video as well as the biography as well as the cover art. It went off of that. And I think the young girl cries, which is a still video of that poem, at least captured, you know, whoever, who, whoever watched it, you know, and kind of got an idea of where the collection was going. So it, it just solidified me a little bit more as a narrative poet. You know, it helped me believe that, you know, as a narrative poem, and I definitely have, I found my niche, you know, in that sense. And it, it just helped me realize that, you know, maybe a virtual book tour is something I could continuously do with each collection. So, you know, it's definitely something I'm going to utilize often as I promote my more, the rest of interlude, as well as I'm already starting to cultivate the third title. I'm already starting to create some ideas, but I also have a poetry recording. Actually, I just finished in, just finished recording in studio with music. I, I've submitted two tracks to the, um, the AOS 21 annual, and that's three poems of this collection, as well as three, three to four new poems I've written just for this poetry to music collection which has I got the music from um, Jay Cartwell um, the producer and you know I went into the studio and I recorded it actually like in two and a half hours so it's uh it's really good it I think it's really good I got the cover art and everything so it just propels each project so while I'm still promoting interlude I'm also going to be dropping this poetry recording probably within the next month so the the one thing that I'm really impressed with again apart from you know the those couple of bloggers and their fan bases you know that connecting piece is this what you have experienced michael is as i'm seeing it this is quite in my in my view right now the future of what it's going to be to have you know if you want to be a successful writer right. you know we are well and truly out of the era where an author can, you know, sit back, write the book, send it to the publisher, be that one out of a million people that get it published, mm. you know, of whatever it is that they're writing, and then, you know, just let the checks roll in. <laughs> you know, we've been, we've been, a lot of us have been never, are never ever going to be in that, but that's a whole, the other can of fish. Well, but, in truth, there were only a few authors that truly pulled, pulled that off. I mean, J.D. Right. Salinger comes to mind, but I mean, so many others had to pound the pavement, as it were, and tour and relentlessly just mm -hmm. hammer the public until their book became a success. Right. I mean, as it was said of Don Rickles, it took him 15 years to be an overnight success. Right. 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 Well, I mean, my right. the reason I'm saying all this is because we are, we authors now, with you doing all this, Michael, the aspect of, as you just said, Keith, pounding the pavement, you know, to become that success of going on the, all the book tours and all that. We now have, you know, we're, you're building your audience of, you said, you know, close to 2,000 people mm -hmm. at that one go. So we're building these online fan bases, which we, uh, authors have had, you know, with everything we've had, you know, authors have had the fan bases that have been around. But I think in this way, we're, we're, we're connecting a little bit better with them, with what you've done, because what you are putting out there with each of these bloggers 
is slightly different as I'm seeing it. Because yeah. they're each allowed to give you that one question. And you, as you said, you have 500 words to answer it. And the, two of them may, I don't know what questions they asked you. Mm. They, some of them may have been quite similar, but you're still going to give dramatically different answers. Right. As opposed to you going out there, pounding the pavement, going to a bookstore, and eat one person asking you a question and then leaving. And then three people later, someone coming up to you and asking you the exact same question and be like, I just answered this one. Whereas now you can answer a bunch of different questions and everyone's going to get to know you better. Yeah. And, and that, that was the whole idea from it, you know, and that was, and I agree with you, Paul, that was the whole idea from it. Like, like I said, I was literally new to this, you know, and, and I took my time with researching and finding the right one. And then when I did found, I read books, my God, you know, they took their time with me. They did a, a live phone to phone session. It was no rush. It wasn't just like pay this and do this. No, we talked right. about the collection. You know, I was able to sit down and explain how I felt about the collection. She was able to see my passion of, of what I wrote and how I believed in the project. And I guess that helped her. I mean, I know that's her business, but I know that helped her pitch it stronger to the, to the bloggers that right. was going to want to pick it up. So I think it all intertwined with each other and i think it's great yeah i think every author needs to find a medium you know and like right. podcasting is starting to you know extremely be big i used to do a podcast out here now in town so i understand how that is and you know the virtual book tour is the same way because it's it just gives you that freedom you know instead of like cross, like he said going across countries sometimes you could you know the virtual book tour is great because the only thing i had to do was just sit down and write up a synopsis of the questions that they right. ask and, and be truthful, you know, and capture the audience and, and be myself and be humorous and be, you know, a, a, a creative writer and, and kind of write a, a really great, strong piece, you know, watch, and, you know, with all the grammatical corrections and everything in that sense. So, and then you're it actually, opened up. Huh? You were actually, in this sense, you were actually able to be a human being. Right. Selling, right. You know, selling your product. Right. Rather than having to be that, you know, per, you know, that, that pedestal epitome of what it is, just, you know, keeping yourself shining up on the pedestal the entire time. Right. Being like, you know, just waving your hands back and forth. Yeah, and I think, and again, I think that's what exactly what it was, you know. That's and I had fun with it, man. I'm I, honestly, Keith and Paul, I had fun with it, you know. Like I really had fun with the questions and, you know, and writing it and and, and getting on my own headspace and, you know, I took this project going on this tour like, like I was like a virgin <laughs> going into this. Like I was so fresh and I, I just was, I had fun with it. I I really had fun with it. So it was. Amazing. You know, it was amazing to me. Honestly, it was really amazing. And it, and it was amazing for me to see it. And I followed it each day. So that's another thing, too. You have to, even though you invest in as bloggers and you get the coordinates to do the job, you as the author, you as the market, uh, marketeer, you as the entrepreneur should follow each blog tour and, and write comments. So every day, that's what I was doing. I went on each website that featured the book for that, that spot, like the book that day. And I would respond to a comment or I would drop a thank you note to the blogger. I would make, I would leave a comment each day, you know, to each site for that way they can know I'm following. And I think that was another way too, to where a lot of the readers on these, or the audience, their fan base on the, the blogger sites was able to say like, wow, he's interacting, you know? So even though I'm not just sitting here waiting for it to see if, you know, the investment would pay off, I was interacting during the process. Right. So, you know, I was following each blog steps and interacting. So if, if one particular blog said have a little bit more comments than the others. I'm interacting with that with their fan base, so they seen that and it's like, okay, well, he's online with me, you know. So I think that's another strong avenue for authors to take too. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, the authors again, they're able to you know not physically see you, but they are able to you know see your presence and know, hey, this is someone I can actually address now and I can actually comment to them, whereas. The old adage of, you know, J.D. Salinger, where you you wrote him a letter and it wouldn't get answered. You know, the the old fan base, the fan mail adage of authors. Mm -hmm. You you know, if you wrote a thousand letters to the one person, you might get one answered. You know, because right. that's just what it was. But here you are, you get to have that interaction with the fans. 
Yeah, and it was the interaction. And you know what? Um, and that's funny that you say the one thing because um, I thought that too. Like you have to call um capture a big audience, and and you do. You ultimately you do. But um, one thing I learned, especially with the interlude collection, mm-hmm. is that sometimes the most intimate crowds is the loudest roars. Like I noticed, you know, two or three people in your audience would be the ones that are interactive to and actually go buy the book compared to like having 15, 20 in your audience and only one out of that 15 to buy the book. Right. I think more of that intimate setting, you know, the fans, the fans get to meet you. And I right. think that's what people, one, one of my mentors always explained that to me too. It's like when you go out and do anything, you know, I do radio as well and I do um, songwriting. So even when I go out and or I'm trying to write a song or with poem to song, or I'm doing radio, you know, it's one of the things to where you, you, the, the listener wants to hear you, you know, like they know you have a product. They know you do this. They might want to hear two seconds of your product, but they want to, they want to get to know you. And I think the more that you put that out there, especially in the, I know this in poetry, they want to hear you speak, you know, poetry's performance poetry. They want to hear you speak, but they want to get to know you, you know, and they want to who you are, you know, and what, what's your creative process. I, I found that sold me more, more books this go around than just doing regular promotion, having right. conversations with people. All right. We've had a very good discussion here, but I want to make sure we cover, we've covered a lot of the positives of it. What we like to do here is also look at, there might be negatives, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing is, all rosy perfect so part of the google search on my own little re- little bit of research i also looked up any problems that people have had with virtual book tours yeah and one major came up with avoid the company called reader addictions apparently mm. they are they've been listed on the ripoff report they've been frauds and shysters and they they take your money and don't really deliver on anything right now I do have I have an article here written in 2013. So obviously I've been missing the boat on virtual book tours. They've been around for a little while now. Yeah. From the Killer Book Marketing blog with three problems they found with virtual book tours. So I'm going to list off the problems here, and Michael, you just give me your own reaction to what they're saying here, and then of course afterwards I'll go through them. Anything else that you can think of that might might be a negative, and obviously the number one that comes to mind is. If you don't do a good job right answering your questions or writing your blog posts, people aren't going to have a lot of faith in your book. So, <laughs> but all right. So here are the ones from the list from Killer Book Marketing. Number one, did the book tour actually do anything? And I think we covered that one pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I know for like again for me, it doing a spotlight tour, it showed results as far as the increase as far as getting the public getting the um the book out there i'm hitting up the bloggers as well as increasing my followers and interactions with other authors and and some readership so i think again for me it it did what i my intentions on what i wanted to do with that spotlight tour what i paid for in that sense now again like in any business or any type of investing marketing your marketing campaign is only effective the return to come back from you might not see it until down the road. You know, there's never no immediate turn, you know, if you're doing the marketing. So it's, I think for, in my, my, my project, I think and what I wanted to do with the virtual book tour, I think it did that for me. It gave me the exposure I wanted to from the social media aspect. Would I say that it will work for everybody? Mm. Not really. Again, it's what you put into it. You know, if you're not following the bloggers every day on, on your tour, if you're not connecting with the bloggers, you know, um, these are people that's taking any time out to upload your stuff on their website. Yeah. So that little courtesy to kind of say thank you, you know, for that goes a long way and they'll remember you. And when you go back on tour, they want you to come back on their, their blog. So I think building relationships, I think that's the whole key is to building the relationship with bloggers especially in the social media aspect, especially with books, you know, building a relationship with the bloggers. So it, again, it, it's what you put into it. Anything that you do it's what you put into it. Okay. And that kind of leads in nicely to the second point that the, this blog brings up. Some blogs have no real audience. 
that you know some of them may be book blogs in name only and they're really just there to be part of this virtual tour i mean they don't really actually have a following don't really have people that are reading their posts and right. I, as you said you you converse with the blogs bloggers you're actually working with them you're checking how is the reactions you're getting so right if you're not doing that, then obviously you're going to get caught. You can get caught in having a block that really is nothing. Yeah. it's that, And it's also about doing your research. Like I said, before I decided to go with Ivory Book Tours, like the the, the virtual book companies that you all um, mentioned earlier, Keith, um, I, ta- I chatted with each one of them. Pump Up Your Books and um, Virtual Book Cafe I had discussions with. And I think you know, through emails to phone conversations. Um, I was like, I was actually going to do my virtual book tour with Pump Up My Books. And then it was just, I just felt a better connection with Ivory Book Tours. Okay. And that, and I, I felt the better connection with that. And I felt like it could be a collaboration effort. And it definitely was. And, and, and it was something to where I could say that it, again, it is all about what you put into it. You know, it's not going to sell you. 5,000 books if that's what you're expecting to do. You know, it's it's going to give you the exposure that you want to put it. There's some people that go on virtual book tours for months. Like, literally have them set up to go on two, three-month virtual book tours. Some people go on two weeks. Some people go on a month. You know, so it really depends on what's your promotional campaign, what are you marketing, and how long your marketing campaign going to run. You know, the, the, determines how successful your product is going to be. Once again, you roll right into the next one because the third <laughs> one they give is the rip-off blog tour services. Right. This, the place where it's a whole, the whole service is a fake. Where, you know, they may, they don't really have connections with book blogs. They, they only have their own like 15 sites that they dump your stuff on and no one ever sees it. And they charge you a, a mint to do it. So, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you covered your bases pretty well there by not only doing the, you know, for regular research and visiting the websites and comparing contrasting services, but actually getting on the phone with them and really right. learning how you would be treated and how you'd be valued as a customer. Yeah, and, and I think that was key to me because anything I do, especially going into a new platform like this, I, I want to, I'm again, like I said, I'm very humble, but at the same point, I'm very knowledgeable about where I see my product going and where do I see how I want it to be represented in the market. So it, it was something to where I wanted to make sure that whatever company I work with, as far as doing promotions with, that they understand the vision. Right. And it's not just about paying for a service for them to do. It's about understanding the vision and see whether or not they even have, again, for me, poetry, even if they touch those bloggers, you know, if they have a market for those bloggers. So that was most important to me. And I agree with, you know, some of those questions to where, Again, it's all about doing your homework. It's all about doing your homework and, and taking that extra couple of hours to do the research and making those phone calls and sending the emails. And if you have to postpone, you know, your promotional campaign, then postpone it until you feel comfortable with going out and doing what you need to do for it. And I think it, it set me up because at the time with my, everything that was going on in the summer, it set me up to where I could do the virtual book tour. And then right after the virtual book tour, I started doing my, um, readings, my live readings. So it kind of set me up in that aspect. It kind of gave me the freedom to kind of say, you know what, I'm going to focus this two weeks on just doing the social media platform, kind of getting it out there. And then after that, I started scheduling readings, start, you know, from August, September, October, November, you know, and I'm starting to work down the road. And that leads me into selfish promotion right now. I'll be at the Bethlehem Public Library um, out here on Southside in Bethlehem, PA, from 1 to 3, doing a poetry reading and workshop. And I'm excited because the Bethlehem Public Library actually titled my book so it's actually in the library out here which is awesome so that's like the third bookstore in pennsylvania where the, the title's in as well as the two bookstores down you know where you at keep and the poet's house i always submit all my collections there so you know it's as far as retailers you know just trying to get into the library sometimes is very difficult for them so for them to catalog it for me was was awesome that's amazing yeah Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So I think we pretty well covered it. Paul, do you have anything else you want to ask, Mike? No, we covered pretty much everything that I could possibly <laughs> think of when it comes to this kind of book tour deal. Right. Uh, I mean, I will say that, you know, this is also the very first I've ever heard of it. You know, right. and, you know, Keith mentioned that you know, this will be our discussion point. I was like, 
I've never heard of that before. <laughs> so there's one person we have reached with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So. All right. Something new today. Now I have something else I can look into. Yay. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Paul. Look into it, you know, see where it fits you. I think it... I think it would work great with novels, you know, and, and, and kind of the titles that you're working with too. So, but like, again, my suggestion, I wouldn't even say my advice. My suggestion would be is look for the company that works for your collect, work for your title. Right. Yeah. I mean, I will say like, you know, it's going to be, that's always the fun part of, of an author is finding that. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, bring this to a close. So of course you'll be able to find Michael not only on, He's been contributing to the Passion on the Page Poetry Podcast. You can find him online, as21.com slash creative slash Judkins. Uh, we have several events coming up for him. Not only do you have this weekend at the library in uh, Bethlehem, but yes. then you also will be back in the D.C. area the first weekend in October with back in at Leesburg First Friday on October 7th, where you'll be at uh, Books and Other Found Things. Then the next day at 2 o'clock, at Walls of Books in Washington, D.C. for a live reading. Yeah, and I am going to do the walk with you. That oh, walk. yes. And Michael yeah. will also be joining us for the walk to end Alzheimer's. Yeah. As AS21 has a team organized, we currently have. I don't know if you've signed up on the website yet, Michael. No, I have to sign up. You have to resend me that link. Please. Okay. Okay. We currently have a few team members, and we're looking to raise a couple thousand dollars to help end the horrible scourge upon humanity that is Alzheimer's disease. It was with great sadness that I saw the passing of the comedic legend Gene Wilder this past mm-hmm. week of Alzheimer's. I mean, when you hear of a legend passing, it really gets you. And then hearing that it was Alzheimer's just makes it all the worse. Yep. Knowing the, 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 you know, the loss that happens there. Right. So uh, that walk will be coming up actually the day after the next episode of this podcast here. So next October 8th. Will be Woo. the walk followed by Mike, Mike's event at Walls of Books in Washington D.C. And we'll we'll try to see if we can squeeze in a few more events in there while he's in town. And of course, there'll be more stuff coming up. So check out events.as21.com and as21.com/slash/creative/slash/judkins, J-U-D-K-I-N-S. <laughs> Just in case you can't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is a funny name. <laughs> nah, hey, hey, you're talking to Shovelin here. I've had to deal with this my whole life. All right. So, thank you, Michael. Any other thing you want to share? Anything else you want to promote? Uh, of course, just definitely. I definitely want to thank um, Keith and Paul and Publishing Podcast for having me on tonight and, and sharing my experiences as well as just you know the support that AOS Twenty One uh, Publishing has given me in this title and the other. AOS 21 collectives, you know, just keep forward, keep pressing forward with your collections. Um, I look forward to hopefully meeting you guys one day. Um, and awfully, and, and just, well, not, and again, the next, the, well, the poetry reading, um, recording, actually vocal recording, my next release, uh, should be coming out. I'm hoping by October 14th for digital release. So I'm actually going to have it on streaming and SoundCloud. So it'll probably be on iTunes, Spotify as well as, um, SoundCloud. For that, and I do have a couple of videos in into works with that. And like I said, uh, with the second part of the collection, the Welcome Me a Mercury Rising, the performance piece, I'm actually working with a couple of playwrights. I'm 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 trying to find a good playwright that connects with me, and then um, I'm hoping to do a play, kind of poem to play, like which is which is really big. It was big, you know, years ago in poetry, but you don't see it too much right now. But as a narrative poet. I feel like this collection could definitely could, I think visually it can come into that. So I'm just looking hopefully for the next six months to get that project underway to where that's going to actually come to life, where I'm going to put the 18 poems of act two of the interlude to sentiment to me into kind of like a stage production, but for video. So shoot it in video and it's going to actually be a stage production of the interlude to sentiment to me. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Like I said, right now I'm just finding the playwright to help me, you know, make the vision reality. And then I'm um, going to go from there. But October, look out for Michael. It's called Scene One Poetic Expressions, and that is the poetry vocal recording. Okay. And, of course, this episode this month is brought to you by Michael's collection, Interlude to Sentimental Me, now available across the ebook world and 
download form and in print from CreateSpace through Amazon and in several fine stores in Pennsylvania and the DC region. Yes. Thank you very much, Michael. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Have a good one. Okay, so now this concludes Chapter 18 of the Publish Me Podcast, Virtual Book Tours with Michael B. Judkins. Next month, for October, we'll be back with just me and Paul, in which I'll be talking about book festivals. Ooh. And Paul is welcome. I don't know, Paul, if you have much experience with them, but the reasoning, uh, the timing reasoning, is because we've got a double whammy of book festivals in the D.C. region. Coming up in September, we have the National Book Festival on September 25th at the Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C. And that week from September 26th through early October is the Fall for the Book Festival at George Mason University in Northern Virginia and the surrounding area. So I'm going to be attending probably at least the National Book Festival and maybe some others. And I... Haven't cleared it yet, so I may just be me talking for 20 minutes next time. But if I can, I'm going to try to get recordings from attendees at these events, uh, get feedback from people who have taken part in their own experiences. Of course, with AS21, we've done a number of book festivals now, whether it be the Virginia Festival of the Book happening in March in Charlottesville, or the Gaithersburg Festival in May, or the Kensington Day of the Book in April. So we have a lot of experience going out with festivals, but both of these festivals happening this month, Fall for the Book and National Book Festival, do not have exhibitors. So AS21 will not actually be there exhibiting, but we'll be there, I'll be there in spirit going around taking part in it. So hopefully we'll have some good feedback on that. All right. Good luck with that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't have really have much for you to do to prepare for that, Paul, but there is one thing you can do. Finish the book and write the Finish book. the book, yes. Yes. I'm yeah. working on that. Alright, so for the Publish Me Podcast and AS21 Publishing, I am Keith F. Shovelin, Publisher and Chief Creative. And as always, I am Paul Dickinson Russell. Remember everyone, where there are thoughts and ideas, there are stories. We'll see you next month. Copyright 2016, AS21 Publishing, LLC, all rights reserved. AS21 Publishing. What do you want your book to be?